Hi, thanks for tuning in to Holy Spirit Feed. I'm Jen Johnson. I'm excited to share what God has been showing me. I'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what Holy Spirit has for you. Recently, I was asking God a question, and we should be doing that really every day, even multiple times a day. And that's what Holy Spirit Feed is really about, connecting with God, hearing what He's saying, and letting that have an impact on ourselves, others around us, and the world. So anyway, I was asking Him this question. You know, in the Bible, it says that He has more thoughts towards us, that they outnumber the grains of sand. So I was asking Him, God, what do you think of me? And then he said, what should I think of you? How many know he asks us questions, not because he doesn't know the answer, but because he's inviting us into an encounter with him. He did it with Adam and Eve. He said, who told you you were naked? He knew who told them, but he wanted them to realize that they had listened and believed the enemy. And that was where everything went wrong. He did the same to Elijah in 1 Kings 19. He said, Elijah, what are you doing here? The story is Jezebel was trying to kill Elijah and he was hiding in a cave. God knew how Elijah got there and what events had led up to that. But nonetheless, the Lord says, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah replied, the Israelites had rejected your covenant, torn down your altars and put your prophets to death with the sword. And he says, I am the only one left. Then the Lord says, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a powerful wind came and tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Then there was an earthquake, a fire. He wasn't there either. Then a gentle whisper came. And then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And of course, I'm paraphrasing these things, but he said, Elijah, I didn't tell you to come here rethink this, (laughs) come back into agreement with who you are and where you should be. So eventually he listened to God and God gave him instructions on how to proceed. But sometimes God asks us questions to get our attention. Okay, so back to this encounter, this moment with God where I said, where I had asked him, what do you think of me? And he responded, what should I think of you? I immediately heard that song, How Great Is Our God. Then God said, I am great, and because of me, you are great too. You know that whole concept of less of me and more of you? I know we sing that song, and it sounds good, but it's not biblical. Our God is an awesome God, right? We are awesome people. That whole less of me idea is coming from John thirteen thirty. It's John the Baptist, and he's saying, he must become greater, and I must become less. He's speaking of Jesus becoming greater and himself becoming less. But that's not saying that John the Baptist was bad or that Jesus didn't like him or anything like that. He was his cousin. You know, and John actually prepared the way for Jesus, so he was very necessary and important. When he spoke this, he was speaking of the concept that the old covenant, the old ways, were passing away, and the new was coming. The new covenant with God, where Jesus paid it all so we could be reconciled to him forever. I think some people hear that less of me thing and think, I'm a lowly worm, a sinner. 
No, you are no longer a sinner, but a saint, saved by grace, a son or a daughter of the Most High God. You are made in His image. God actually likes us. In fact, when we pursue Him and become more like Him, we are in turn also becoming more like the us that He intended us to be. Thinking little of yourself is actually putting down your Creator and making it seem as if He is less, when we all know that is not true. So you're great. You're awesome. So be great and be awesome. And make no excuse for that. It's not arrogant. It's biblical. We are now the righteousness of Christ. We are great. We owe the world an encounter with God, and it starts with you being awesome and great and reflecting his image to the world. So as believers, we need to start believing that we carry greatness We won't go around sharing the gospel or ministering to others if we don't actually believe that. Luke 4, verse 18, this is Jesus speaking. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, and he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, and to set the oppressed free. Amen. Come on, somebody. That is amazing. So we carry his Spirit. We are the conduit to proclaiming the good news, the freedom, the healing, and on and on. If Jesus is great, and we have him in us, and we are in him, we must be great too. There's a podcast that I love to listen to. It's called The Happy Prophet. And the woman who does The Happy Prophet is Sarah Cheeseman. And she says, hi, I'm Sarah. You're awesome. And this is The Happy Prophet Podcast. I've also heard her say, this is your favorite Sarah before in the podcast, and I love it. She knows who she is, and she's telling you that you're awesome. Think about this. An artist, if you look at their painting and you say, oh, I hate that thing. That's ugly. Nobody's going to want to look at that. But then you turn to the artist and say, oh, but, you know, I like you. No. In Psalm 39, 14, it says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Do you know that full well about yourself? That you are God's workmanship and that you are wonderful. So those works that are wonderful, that's us. That's you. That's me. Woohoo! Let's talk about great-grandparents for a minute. So we say great because they've been through a lot to get there, right? Kids are hard to raise. Can I get an amen? You know, and if you survive that alone, that's an amazing feat. (laughs) Then if you get to be a grandparent and then a great grandparent, come on. That's like winning the Oscars or something. I have two nephews and they're awesome, but I have a great nephew who is three. And frankly, he's my favorite right now. No offense, love the older ones too, but the three-year-old, I mean, come on, he is so cute. He is a great nephew. So obviously, that makes me a great aunt, right? Honestly, I was probably a good aunt, but now I'm an even better great aunt. John 14, 12 says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. You might think, well, I can't do better or more than Jesus. 
you know what, get over that because you can. He said so. Remember when you were a kid and your parents said, because I said so? Same concept. Jesus said so, so believe it. You're great. You know, you are called to do greater things. In order to do that, you need to get the kingdom mindset that you are great. Matthew 5, 48 says, be perfect even as your heavenly father is perfect. And you might think, well, I can't be perfect. Well, the word says it. So if you don't like that, take it up with the Lord. What we need to be doing is focusing on the good things about ourselves. What we focus on in life gets bigger and increases. If you focus on Jesus, you become more Christ-like in the natural. You will also talk about what you focus on. If you think you're not great, you'll speak about your downfalls. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. That's Proverbs 18, 21. We're made in God's image. We've already talked about that, but he speaks that which is not as if it were. And so do we. We create with our words. You're creating life or death when you speak. So focus on the good and speak the good and create more life in your life. We're going to activate what we're talking about today. So we're just going to take a moment and invite the Lord to speak. So close your eyes if you can. And be ready to receive revelation from the Lord. He's either going to give you a picture or you're going to sense something or you're going to have a thought. So be open to receive what he's going to show you. All right, Holy Spirit, what is great about me? Holy Spirit, what is great about me? All right, so I'm confident that the Lord showed you guys some amazing things. Spend some time, even later on, if you want to, soaking in what the Lord was telling you about you and believe it. Do you guys remember Tony the Tiger? Frosted Flakes? Their slogan is, more than good, they're great. Who doesn't love Tony the Tiger? Come on. I don't even like Frosted Flakes, but I liked that tiger when I was little. Just the box looks fun. Either way, this is how we are closing out this episode today. You guessed it. On the count of three, I don't care who sees you. Maybe you're alone in your car anyway. But we're going to say, I'm great together, okay? Sometimes we need to do a prophetic act in the natural to remind ourselves of who we are in the spirit. Okay, and say it like you mean it. And I want you to stick your finger in the air just like Tony the Tiger does. All right, get ready on the count of three. One, two, three. I'm great. All right, I'm sure that felt amazing. You guys need to practice that more often, okay? Jesus is great, therefore, so are you. All right, join me next time on Holy Spirit Feed.